Hello, and thank you for downloading this programme from Starry Decisis Radio, where we discuss all the judgments of the United Kingdom Supreme Court. My name is Mark Tottenham. In this show, I shall discuss the case of an alleged member of the Irish Republican Army who sought asylum in Sweden in 1983 following his alleged involvement in a shootout with a part-time member of the Ulster Defence Regiment. More than 25 years later, he was tried for attempted murder and membership of a proscribed organisation. The information he gave in his Swedish asylum application was adduced in evidence before the trial court, and he was convicted. Was the evidence admissible? The name of the case is R versus McGough, 2015, UKSC 62. The decision was made on the 21st of October 2015, and the unanimous judgment was delivered by Lord Kerr. The facts of the case are as follows. In 1981, a postman named Samuel Brush was ambushed by two armed men near Ochnacloy in Northern Ireland, which is near the border with the Republic of Ireland. Mr Brush was a part-time member of the Ulster Defence Regiment, then a regiment of the British Army. Its members were often targeted by the IRA. Mr Brush sustained injuries in the ambush, but he shot back at one of the assailants. Soon afterwards, a man was admitted to, Mon- to hospital in Monaghan, which is in the Irish Republic, Republic just across the border from Ochnacloy. Although he was under supervision by the Garda Síochána, some time later he somehow managed to escape and leave the country. In 1983, a man calling himself Terence McGough applied for asylum in Sweden. I'm going to quote from the Northern Irish Court of Appeal to give the details of the asylum application that he gave. Open quotation. In a handwritten letter submitted in support of the asylum application, the appellant admitted shooting a British Army officer in the chest using a 1912.45 calibre revolver in an ambush in Ballygawley, which is near Ochnacloy. He described how he was wounded by gunfire, making his escape to hospital in Monaghan and being flown by helicopter to Dublin for an emergency operation. He described how the bullet was deep inside him and that he lost his spleen and part of his left lung. Those details corresponded with the treatment the patient received in hospital in Dublin. He said that he escaped from hospital in Monaghan. In a further typewritten summary submitted on behalf of his lawyer, there is a description of a decision of the IRA to assassinate a local unionist who was an officer in the UDR, a county council member and a postman. The submission describes the circumstances of the event and its consequences in detail. The asylum application also records that the appellant became an operational member of the IRA in early 1976 and that thereafter he was given increasing levels of responsibility resulting in his involvement in this incident. End of quotation. The application for for asylum in Sweden was refused. 25 years later, in 2010, the applicant was charged with attempted murder, possession of a firearm and membership of the IRA. During the trial, the prosecution sought to adduce the evidence from the Swedish asylum application and the defence objected. Evidence was then given by a legal expert from Sweden. She said that where an asylum application was rejected, information from their files could be used in criminal investigations. Furthermore, Mr McGough would have been advised by two lawyers when he applied for asylum and would have been advised of this position. Mr Goff was convicted in 2011 and he appealed to the Court of Appeal in Northern Ireland. They dismissed his appeal on the grounds that the evidence had been lawfully obtained in Sweden and that he had not been under any compulsion to provide the information to the Swedish authorities. 
there was no question of the rule against self-incrimination being engaged. On appeal to the Supreme Court, Mr. McGough claimed that there was an obligation for ongoing confidentiality under the EU Procedures Directive. The Supreme Court showed little sympathy for this decision. In his judgment, Lord Kerr said, open quotation, Neither of the specific provisions of the directive that the appellant has prayed in aid supports the proposition that its overall purpose was to encourage candour by ensuring general confidentiality for information supplied in support of an application for asylum. The directive, in fact, makes precise provision for the circumstances in which confidentiality should be maintained. It would therefore be clearly inconsistent with the framework of the directive to imply a general charter of confidentiality for such material. He goes on to say, The fact, if indeed it be the fact, that material which an applicant for asylum in the United Kingdom supplied, in circumstances such as those which confronted the appellant when making his application in Sweden, would not be disclosed here, likewise cannot assist his case. The information which the Swedish authorities provided, provided was properly and legally supplied. When the authorities in this country obtained that material, they had a legal obligation to make appropriate use of it if, as it did, it revealed criminal activity on the appellant's part. End of quotation. Accordingly, Mr. McGough's conviction was upheld. In my view, there are undoubtedly situations where it would be unwise to allow information from an asylum application to be released into the criminal justice system of the applicant's current country of origin. But in this case, it does seem that Mr. McGough voluntarily gave detailed information to the Swedish authorities about a matter in which he was clearly in breach of the criminal law, whether or not he believed he was fighting a legitimate armed struggle. It seems that he was warned of the consequences of his admissions at the time, and the Supreme Court seems to have had little hesitation in dealing them, deeming them to be admissible in his criminal trial. Thank you very much for listening to this programme. If you have any comments, please see the Starry Decisis Radio Facebook page or Twitter account. And if you have enjoyed this programme, please tell your friends and colleagues about Starry Decisis Radio.